Okay, so I'm... Can you hear it? I'm ready. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the In The Game Room podcast, episode number 59. This is Alan, and I'm here with Chris. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Hi, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> it's... All things considered, I'm doing well. Oh, very nice. It it seems kind of stupid that every time we do this, I start with, well, it's really been a while, hasn't it? And, of course, every, every time it has, but but we're back anyways. Yeah, it's been a while. It's I been, mean, you and I talk pretty regularly, but... Yeah, but not... not <laughs> None till, of it's ever recorded. Yeah, not, not to the world. Yeah, fortunately. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to do today, uh, we're going to do a regular podcast. We're going to go through all the, uh, what we've been working on, what's happening, what's new, all that kind of stuff. And we got a topic to talk about, but we've been meaning to, for a while to do a sort of year end new year episode where we address the GameCraft customers to tell them what's going on, what's been going on, what's going to happen. So we're going to kind of mix that in with this, with this regular podcast episode here. So, it is a new year. <laughs> the The old one sucked. We're hoping the new one's going to be better. Um, I want to talk about where the company's at and some of the things that's, that are going on. And I want to preface this before I say anything by saying, I know, by saying I've got to shut down my messenger because now it's dinging at me. Quit. Okay. Um, I want to say that I know that there's a lot of people out there that have had a shitty, shitty year. There's people that have lost their jobs, lost their income, maybe their houses, maybe even a family member. This plague has been, it's been a disaster for everybody. So if I address any uh, inconveniences or problems or things that, that we're having here, I want it to be known that uh, we're in great shape. We're and and I realize there's people out there that are really, really screwed right now. So, but I do want to talk about the challenges of the last year and and the ongoing challenges and and how we're dealing with them. So, um, everybody knows it was almost a year and a half ago now we moved to Tennessee. After that, the coronavirus hit. Everything shut down. And that's pretty much the story up through today. Um, we had big, big plans for moving here. And one of the main things was to build a shop and a home, preferably on the same property, uh, where we would, you know, call our, our forever home and our forever shop. And due to the COVID and many other issues, uh, mostly beyond our control, None of that has happened yet. Um, we're we're at step one of the process still, and we remain at step one. So, so the growth in that area has uh, has been put on hold. Um, when we got here, we rented a house, and it w we rented a large house so that we could live here and run the business out of one property. Um, and we're still there. Um, it's, it's been a challenge because, I mean, it, it's a house. Um, we, we don't have a proper shop. We have a garage where we can do our dirty work and our loud work and stuff like that. But uh, the, the, the rest of the house is broken down into zones, which are uh, stock rooms and shipping rooms and uh, things like that. So the whole company is being run out of a house for the last year. Um, 
hopefully that doesn't go on a whole lot longer. Um, like I said, we have big plans for the future, but they're, they're all sort of on hold right now. So what I've been concentrating on for the last year is expanding our, uh, our resale side of the business, not the stuff we make, but the stuff that we buy and resell. So I've been working a lot on that. I've hired a couple of new guys. I've got an ad in the, on the Craigslist now for another part-time position. We'll be adding hopefully in the next few days or so. Of course, Chris is uh, working remotely from California, doing a lot of our uh, online stuff, social media, things like that. So things are happening, but not nearly at the pace that I thought they would. I, I thought by now we'd be in our new place and and we'd be branching out into other areas of manufacturing and things like that. But all of that's on hold. All of that being said, it's still all good. We, we seem to have a plague-proof business. Um, when people stay home, they want to play with their toys and they come to us for them. So we're really, really thankful for that. Like I said, I know that's not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people are really screwed right now, um, but we're, we're doing okay in spite of all the, the little challenges. Um, so I think that that about covers it. I was going to go through some of the uh, product lines we've added. Um, not a big deal. It's just uh, new game systems, a lot of new manufacturers. Go to our website and you can see at gcmini.com. Um, there's a lot of new stuff there. I didn't want this to be a commercial. I want this just to be more of like, let you guys know what's going on and where we're at and where we're headed. So I think that concludes this portion of it. Anything to add to that, Chris? Um, no. And I think, um, you know, you, you started off with some caveats that I think are important, right? I mean, you understand what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think for me as a customer, right. Um, I, I feel like it's nice to know what's going on in the business. And I have, you know, I have a little bit of an inside track. You and I are friends, um, right. but I think, I think, you know, as a customer, I would, I would appreciate knowing what's truly happening and, and, you know, being a part of, of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and seeing, seeing emails and, and texts from customers asking, Hey, what's going on with this? Or, Hey, this is, you know, this is an issue or this is happening and how quickly the response is and, and a no BS response, right? right. Hey, drop the ball on that one. It's on its way right now. And nine times out of 10, within 48 hours, it's a, Hey, thanks. Got it. You know? Um, right. So I think it's important because I do see, you know, because I do like to follow other gaming systems other than what you have. Um, and I, I see just horrible communication to the point, like, I don't really want to, I don't want to, I don't want to buy anything from them because I have no idea what I'm going to get right. or when I'm going to get it. Right, you know, right. And the communication is atrocious. You know, I've given money three months ago. Where's my product? Like, you're telling me that you took my money three months ago and you still don't have the product. I mean, that, that's a nightmare right, right. For, for, you know, that that's, that's people's money. And we do have a pandemic going on and this is the way that they're relieving that stress or trying to mitigate that stress. And you not only not have the money, but you don't have the product either. And I think that it's great that you share those kinds of things with your customers as to what's going on and, and what to expect in the future. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Communication with customers, it's 
It's a it's a hard job. It's it sounds like it's nothing. It's just like yeah, you just answer them. It's easy. I mean, it's it's time consuming. It, it's difficult, and um, because I mean, there's so many other things going on all the time. But we really yes, but it's budgeting and and the budget yeah. at that time is is it's hard. Yeah, and, and we try. We do our best, and we're not perfect at it. And I and I know I know who you're I know who you're talking about. Other companies out there that are really bad at right. it. But and I use them as an example. Like I don't want to I don't want to be them. So so we're doing our best. But uh, and I think it's it's cool that you're expanding. I mean, I know, and I don't. I mean, on our agenda there is some talk about the new product lines and stuff. And I think, you know, for me, I think it's important to talk about that because like you're trying to fill some gaps, right? Some gaps in the, in the, in the miniature game, in the miniature world. And I think that's important. I mean, I think it's important that you're adding, you're diversifying so that you can still be, you know, a pivotal part of people's gaming, right? And and engage them at, at any level they want to be engaged at. And that 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 also goes back to the to the uh, to the COVID a little bit. Like you know, my my favorite game system, my favorite supplier, my favorite company is Warlord Games. Everybody knows that, but they've you know they've been hit hard by the pandemic. They've had they had to move to a larger location so that they could space out their workers and you know keep them from you know being too tightly. Uh, working too closely together. Uh, they've had to do right. a lot of stuff over the last year. And as a result of that, they have kind of trimmed down their product line a little bit. You know, there's, so there's some things they're just not supplying right now. They're going to again, but they're not right now. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone to other vendors to kind of fill those holes. You know, like, I mean, I'll mention like offensive miniatures. They make really great World War II 28-millimeter figures, uh, what else I got on this list here? Um, uh, Great Escape Games is another one that makes some really cool miniatures. So I've I've gone to those companies because they have the types of things that currently Warlord's not supplying. And like I said, they will again, and you know they'll be back. But it's just it's a timing thing. So we're, we're yeah we're trying to trying to fill those holes whether they're here temporarily or permanently or whatever. But we're we're trying our best. Yeah, and I've been looking at, at a lot of the <clears throat> Great Escape games and stuff, and, you know, for me, the, <laughs> the Dead Man's Hand is just, uh, it's, it's, it's an attractive gaming system, and the miniatures are really nice, Yeah, and uh, I, I can't wait to, to put those on my table and, and start painting them, because I, I kind of have a fascination with, uh, you know, Warlord is my, my system, or Bolt Action is my system of choice, though... I will say that Black Seas is uh, is uh, right behind it. Yeah, um, yeah. But Western Western is just it's fun. It's it's uh, it's a whole new way of playing a game, and and uh, you can get kind of creative with the colors because uh, you know do what you want. The models can look like anything you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I I I took a look at the Great Escape miniatures when they came in, and I, I saw that they were good quality and everything. But I had to like kind of walk away because I was like, yeah, this Western stuff <laughs> looks cool, the gangster <laughs> stuff looks cool, and of course the World War II stuff's all cool. Um, but I, I did end up getting a lot of their World War II stuff because I'm building a, a, a Greek army, and they make a lot of interesting figures for Greeks, Romanians, a lot of your lesser forces. They kind of concentrate on those, so 
And that's been a threat of yours for shoot since I can remember. Yeah, been threatening to make a, uh, a Greek a army. Greek army forever. <laughs> yeah, it's finally happening. They're they're base coded. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I guess there's a, there's a different topic for that one. So yeah. So well, let's um, let's get straight into hobby time then. I guess. So yeah. So so for me, since you've got probably a lot more to discuss. Um, for me, it's, it's honestly, it's been Black Seas. Um, I, I've been building that modular island and, and uh, learning a lot. I've never built a terrain piece. Uh, you know, I've built some of your buildings and, and stuff like that, but I've never built something like this before. And I'm learning a lot. You know, as I'm, as I'm putting it together, there's a lot of, oh, crap. I should have done it this way. And so I'm writing down my notes. Okay, next time, do it this way. And, you know, when I, when I got all of the stuff that I needed, I bought a lot more than I needed because I knew, um, you know, I've, I've built classic cars before and I know that, you know, you expect it to cost 25000 to build this car. It, it's going to be fifty. So right. I just plan ahead, right? Buy two of everything um, and, and uh, start. And so I've learned so much. Now, you know, my wife is like, well, why don't you just stop if you know, how you're going to build it next time. Once you stop and build it that way, I said, because I've got to find all of the flaws, every right. single flaw that I have, I need to find them all, document them all and avoid them in the future. Um, so I'm just going to build it. And then, you know, just, there'll be a lot of breaking, you know, the houses off because I've glued them down, breaking the houses off, sanding them down, getting them ready to glue onto the new one. Same thing with the trees. I'm not really gluing them in. I'm just putting them in so that I can remove them, you know, as a double use thing. Cause I don't know if you've priced trees lately. I can't build them. I've tried. They, they look like crap. They don't look like trees. Right. Um, but I don't know if you've priced trees. They, they are, they are not cheap. No, they're not. Nope. And you're, and you're doing so, the little, you're doing the little tiny ones, the, the 28. I'm doing one, the little tiny ones. Like the, uh, I, I use the Woodland Scenics O-Gage ones. And yeah, there's right. a, a pack of three or four for like 12 bucks or something. Yeah, it's not it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. So, but they're good. Um, so but I've they're good. And... They are good. They look nice. Um, been working on that. Um, and honestly, in the hobby world, that's that's. I think that's about it. Um, I keep I keep looking at uh, doing my DAC army or my my British army, but they're still sitting in the box, waiting to be cut and trimmed and glued together and painted are you uh, are you involved in any way with the Frostgrave project uh a little bit <laughs> um, i'm letting him <laughs> i'm letting my son take the lead on that yeah uh, I've, I've painted up a couple um he was he, there's a, this game system and i don't remember what it is but um I think it's a, an offshoot or a, a, a quick rules for 40K. Um, but anyway, there's like magicians and stuff like that in it. So I painted up uh, uh, a couple of the wizards, but I painted one to look like uh, oh Dr. Strange and the other one to look like Wong from Marvel. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just to have fun with it right um, and make them look, you know, I mean, they, they, I didn't make them look like them. It's just the same paint scheme right. uh, that they have. So, uh, which was kind of fun, but he's painted the rest. He's, he's still working on them. Uh, you know, being in, in, uh, AP, 
physics, AP, AP chemistry, and all of the things that he's in in, in his school. He's, he's got a very little time for hobby time. Right, yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's a, that's, that's a hard one for us is, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of uh, tutoring going on. Right. So it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, I'm sure. Distance learning and all, so. No fun. None of that. Yeah. All right. Well. But anyway, that's 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 what it's been. It's been fun building. It's been been fun learning from my mistakes. Fortunately, I'm documenting my mistakes. So any of you that do stuff and you're not documenting your mistakes, um, I was listening to another podcast and one of the guys said, "I just recently started writing down the paints that I'm using on my <laughs> miniatures," and I'm thinking, "Dude, like that's rule number one." That is true. Yeah. <laughs> because. When you get up and walk away and you come back and go, you know, you come back three or four months later, like, what paint did I use again? And you're starting that process all over again. Yeah, there's, that's, that, that is rule number one. Unless you're doing partisans, then it doesn't even matter. It doesn't, yeah, just do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> just do whatever you want. It's fine. So what about you? What about you? Yeah. The whole I... world is this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've I've actually it's it's just been the last couple of weeks actually that I've started to like make a little time to do some hobby stuff, you know. Get, getting through the whole holiday season is always always murder for us. Um, again, no complaints. Best time of the year financially, but uh, but it's it's a lot of work. So so I'm trying to like slow down a little, take a little time and relax and and do some stuff. So I started the Greek Army, which we touched on earlier. Um, that's mostly a lot of those Great Escape Games miniatures. Um, so I've got them just base coated, and I think I painted some helmets, but that's about it so far. And I'm finally getting started on some partisans because we're gonna, what the hell was that? I thought I turned that off. Let's try this again. Yeah, maybe not. Options? Oh, I guess I didn't, and I can't. <laughs> Are um, still recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the um, iMessage app, which for some reason I right gotcha. I right click on and close is not an option. So there we go. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm getting excited about partisans um, because we're going to talk about in a minute some of the new stuff that's coming out. But there is some cool new stuff for for partisan armies, um, and Snafu just did an episode recently about about partisans and they have a lot of really interesting rules and uh and it seems like a really interesting uh force to play so i've been getting interested in those yeah and i think to, to their point to their point it's it's better you know like for the italians it's better to play partisans because you know it's a better rule set yeah well, <laughs> you, know? yeah, or, you, you don't get the shitty know. italian rules but they can still be right. italian partisans so yeah and I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Like I might incorporate my partisan force into my Greek army, so it might be kind of a two platoon type thing. It'll be like regular army and partisans on the table at the same right. time. That might be kind of fun just to see how differently they play. You know, it'd be a whole bunch of inexperienced dudes with SMGs just running around. You know, throwing bombs and <laughs> and with lots of shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans, exactly. And that's and I think that'll be a fun yeah. way to play. So, so we're yeah, I was listening to that that episode, and and it sounds like a lot of fun. It'd be fun to to pull my army up against that. So yeah, 
Well, I think we pretty much covered the partisans. Yeah, I think they're just going to be really fun to play. And we're going to talk in a minute about some new products that are coming out um, in that area. Uh, I've been working on a lot of uh, a lot of vehicles. I've become obsessed with the Rubicon models, and I just keep building them. <laughs> and I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I have too many already, and I just and I just keep doing them. But they're really fun, and they're really cool kits. And occasionally, I'll I use. Need, What's that? I need the Volkswagen and the Huey when I come out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Huey. Yeah, the Volkswagen and the Huey. That thing, that Volkswagen's cool. The, yeah, that is really the awesome. A little bug. Yep. <laughs> I've got one, and I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna have to get a couple of more when I do my partisans because I just I just want them buzzing around the table in Volkswagens. Oh, so the Volkswagen's out. Yeah, the Volkswagen's been out for a while. Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah, didn't I, even know that. I've got one painted up in civilian colors. I just use it as a piece of terrain. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to. Um, there's a little problem with it, though. I mean, according to the rules in Bolt Action, anyways. Uh, a Volkswagen and the rules, it's just a civilian car. It's just a generic thing, you know, like, like truck. Oh. Um, and a civilian car rule is there's a driver and up to four passengers. So you can take, you can take four dudes with you because there's, there always has to be a driver. Um, but the problem is almost every list you generate, you can't have a four man squad. It, it's five or more. Except in the case of like a flamethrower team or an MMG team or something like that, you could throw them in the back of a Volkswagen and that'll be cool. But you can't throw. That would be awesome to see a, a machine gun team in the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, or, or that would be amazing. Or an anti-tank gun team with the the barrel right. barrel sticking out the side window about eight <laughs> feet. <laughs> So, yeah, when when we when I get my partisan force done, we might make a little house rule here where you can put a five man squad in a Volkswagen by kicking out the driver, which right. means which means once you get to your destination and you leave the car, then the car is just dead because there's nobody in right. it. So we we might sort of house rule that and see what happens. It becomes terrain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, working on the Rubicon vehicles, uh, my, my game board with the river is nearly done that particular module of it, but there's, there's three more modules and the second one started, but that's going real slow. Uh, I painted up a couple of miniatures for SPQR just to see what they look like and just to do something very different. And they are, they are really cool. I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to get any more, but, but they were fun. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of desert terrain. I've been working on a couple of new buildings. And uh, I've actually gotten out and flown some of my RC airplanes lately. That's hobby, but not this hobby. But but still good hobby. Still hobby. <laughs> yeah. So that's, Do a hobby. It's mandatory. Yeah, exactly. So that's been fun. Um, and I got a new airbrush, which is the very last thing I needed. But... <laughs> But I got one. Anyways. What did you get? I got the um, the one made by Ammo, Ammo by Mig. Um, well, tell tell lie. I got two actually. They make two, and I was going to bring them into the store, so I wanted to test them. So I got one of each, and they are really really nice. They're um, they're oh, made yeah? they're made by Badger, and um, they're Badger bought another company, uh, T and C. I think it's like. 
Thayer and Chandler or something like that. It was another airbrush company. Badger bought that airbrush company, and then they made this MIG airbrush based on one of those designs that they bought. And um, I can't really put my finger on exactly what's different about it. It just works really, really well. And it's really smooth, and it, it really lays on the paint nice. Um, like I said, what's I, the price point on that one? I think the retail is somewhere up around one fifty, but they you know they sell they sell less than that. I I think I sell them for one twenty five or something like that, and and I and they're in that class. I think they I think they're they're worth every penny of that. Um, I then, think that's what I paid for my Patriot. Probably yeah, um, yeah. They just they just they just work nicely. I mean I I've been using that uh, Iwata for the last few years. And it kind of kicked it to the curb for a little while, at least, while I while I try this MIG, and I'm I'm happy with it. So that's that's been kind of cool. And now you know, now that I've tried it, and I know it's a good piece, now it's in the store, and people can buy them. And we've sold a few; people are liking them, so that's cool. And I, I wanted I've been wanting to get into airbrushes on the store for a while, but <clears throat> when you look at companies like Badger. You know, they make 15 different airbrushes, and then for every airbrush, there's 20 different parts. And, you know, so it's just a little overwhelming where I saw ammo, they make two. And then, you know, you get those two and you get a few spare needles, a few spare tips and a few hoses, and you're kind of done. I'm like, that's it. That's the easy way into selling airbrushes. So that's kind of why I did it. So, um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, and that's... Yeah, it's been working real good, so I'm happy with it. They make two different models, and the only difference is the, the tip size. One of them is really fine, and the other one's more general purpose. And they both do what they say they'll do, so that's cool. Nice. So um, let's talk a minute about some uh, – It's it's been a while, so uh, there's been a lot of new products coming out that have come out and new products that are coming out in the gaming world. Um, we mentioned Frostgraves a minute ago. They came out with a couple of new things. Um, did your son get the Knights? I don't remember what he got. No, he got like the, the wizards yeah. and then the uh, orc dudes or something like that. Yeah. And I think soldiers or something. Yeah. They, they just came out with uh, recently just came out with Knights, which is, just what it sounds like, guys in armor, and uh, and a brand new one called uh, Frostgrave Demons just came out, which is they're just evil looking creatures. I don't even know what they are. I mean, they're demons, I guess, <laughs> but but pretty cool. So those so those have been out, and they're really getting popular. We really we move a lot of that Frostgrave stuff, which is weird because two years ago I didn't even know what Frostgrave was, but I guess it's a very popular system. So, is it is Frostgrave as a gaming system? It, it is a game, and I think a lot of people also use the miniatures for other games. I mean, you know, especially like D and D and things like that. But yeah, there is right. a, there is an actual Frostgrave game. Well, I sent your son uh, the book, the, the Frostgrave. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does have the book. Yeah, he has the book. And that's yeah, that's the game. Um, so so those those are kind of cool, and they're different. Yeah, I mean, the demons look neat. Yeah, they're yeah, they're. They're pretty evil. <laughs> they're demony. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very demony. Everybody have a drink. 
uh, Rubicon. Rubicon is out of control. They, uh, when they shut down for the pandemic, they, uh, I guess all their designers just stayed home and started designing shit because they have just come out with so many <laughs> products. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've just released a lot of stuff lately. It took them a while to get everything designed and then get the molds made and stuff like that. So towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, the releases have just been coming like crazy. And it's all really nice stuff. They've done uh, Valentine tanks, two different kits with enough options for eight different variants between the two kits. So there's eight different versions you can choose from. They wow. did they did a uh, they did a King Tiger, which is probably not probably I'd say it is the finest plastic model design for wargaming I've ever seen. Just the the quality, the the detail has a full interior. I mean it's a, it's it's a full on scale model, but for wargaming, you know I would compare wow. it to compare it to like a Tamiya model or something. Um, and they, they kept the price very reasonable because it's a huge kit. And uh, yeah, that one's, I've, I've got one of those put aside for me. I can't decide when I'm going to do it, but eventually I will. Only one? Huh? Only one? Only one. <laughs> yeah, one's enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll never even use one in a game. I mean, they're got to be right. like, it's got to be like a 400 point piece, you know? Yeah, that's that's not happening, but uh, but I'll build one. But yeah, they're really cool. And then of course, towards the end of last year, they did the Panzer threes. They did uh, three different kits. With each one has a few variants. So I think there's about twelve, you know, twelve versions that are possible out of those three kits. They did a couple of uh, Italian tanks. Their first Italian tanks. They're doing more scenery items, more metal miniatures. And, of course, they're breaking out of World War II and going into the Vietnam era with some pretty cool stuff. That's going to be coming up probably later this year. So they're just... Yeah, that's where that, that Huey's from, right? Yeah. The, the World War II or the uh, Korean War. Korean War. Well, Korean War through today, pretty much. I mean, they're, they're still out yep. there. Still there. Yeah, you can use that with your Spectre stuff. Yeah, that's going to be amazing, and that'll be their first non-wheel, non-ground vehicle ever. So it's kind of a new thing for them. So that'll that'll be cool. The, the pictures they're posting of the designs—it's just going to be amazing. Nice. So, um, bolt action related stuff. The uh, Warlord released the metal partisans, and those are the ones I'm working on right now. Uh, I put a video up yesterday or the day before on the inthegameroom.com website. Did a little unboxing and, you know, looking at the, the new partisans that they came out with. And they're really cool, so you guys can check that out if you want. Um, one of the things that got me the most excited about doing partisans was this newer company called uh, Wargames Atlantic is coming out with a box of plastic partisans. And there's like 30... I think 30 dudes in a box for like $39. So, I mean, a little over a dollar a figure. That's pretty good. Is that a U.S. based company? Um, no, I'm not even sure where they are, but they have a, they have a U.S. warehouse. They have a New Zealand warehouse. They have a 
China and a UK, I think. Um, I've never heard of this company. Yeah, they just they just come out of nowhere. I I almost suspected that it might be like a part of another company, because it just because they just blew up, you know, from nothing. All of a sudden, they're in the you know plastic injection molding business making fantastic miniatures like you don't start out like that <laughs> you know they they've uh, they've they've started out like at the top of the game so I, I almost suspect like they're connected to some other company or something but i have no idea they just they just seem to come out of nowhere and uh we have an account with them we've placed an order we're just they're holding it until the partisans arrive which i think is going to be sometime this week and then they're going to ship me out all their stuff. Wow, those look really good. They do, huh? And a lot, a lot of oh options. A lot of arm options with different weapons and things like that. So even though there's like five guys on a sprue or something, you can make so many different variants that I don't think any two guys out of the entire box are going to look the same. So wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Lots of pistols. Yeah, yeah, lots of pistols. Well, that's that's kind of the thing with uh, with partisans, pistols right. and submachine guns, and then the occasional craziness with a bazooka or something. That's what makes them cool. So yeah, they're yeah. Hey, those I, are nice. I'd I'd like to know more about the company myself because, like I said, it's it's just odd that they just popped up out of nowhere and they're already really good at what they do. But uh, I'll take it. It's all good. And the interesting thing is the Partisan box, it says that the actual product name is Partisans 1. So you know they got 2, 3, and 4 in the works probably. On their way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are these are specifically French Partisans. So maybe they're going to do like Polish next or, you know, whatever. You know, different, different styles. That'll be kind of cool. Mix and match them. Wow. That's... That's pretty cool. It looks like they've got some steampunk stuff. Yeah, they've World got World War One stuff. Yeah, quite a range of, of of variety. Yeah, you're right. You don't just you don't just pop up like that. Not <laughs> with that kind of range. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's weird. And I don't think I don't think they bought the molds from someone else or anything like that because this is stuff nobody's seen before. So it's a little mystery company, but uh, we'll figure it out. As long as this stuff's good, I don't care where it comes from. Yeah, and it's plastic, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Speaking of plastics, the uh, Warlord finally is uh, coming out with new plastic British infantry because their old plastic British infantry is, like, really old and, frankly, not great. So this, this new kit that they're coming out with looks really, really nice, and I expect to see those in about a week or two, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that, but is that the Canadian one or yeah, they're they're totally no British and Canadian all in one box. Uh, the only thing that makes them Canadians is different heads, different hats, right. and and there's a right. shit ton of head choices too in this. That's one of the things they make a big deal about. There's like you know you can make eight or ten different armies, a lot of options, so that'll be kind of cool. And so they've come out with the British infantry box, army box. Uh, infantry box it's probably around the $48 range I think I don't remember and then is, they, that, is that on the Warlord site right now? It should be yeah I think so yeah they're taking pre-orders now 
And they're also doing a British starter army, which is that infantry box and then a few vehicles and, and support, uh, you know, probably a mortar and an HQ and a machine gun and things like that. So they're coming out with both of those right away. So that's kind of cool. Are you looking at it? I'm trying to find oh. them right now. What is it? What is it called? Uh, just British Infantry or uh, yeah, I don't know what they'd call it. It's a British and Canadian Infantry. I think it the box it says British and Canadian, but they're nice looking. They're nice. I don't, I'm, you know, I'll probably get one just because that's what I do. But I don't know if I'm going to start a whole nother. I've got British Airborne already, and I've got uh, the uh, Indians, the six. I don't know if I need a, just a regular British infantry unit, but who knows? Maybe I do. <laughs> if it exists, oh, well, why not? If it exists, <laughs> I probably need it. Um, uh, so that pretty much covers all that stuff. Oh, Warlord is, I mentioned earlier about Warlord kind of trimmed back their, their selection of what's available during, during the pandemic or the apocalypse or whatever you want to call it. Um, but they are slowly bringing things back and they just re-released, uh, a bunch of their, uh, small boxes of, uh, metal miniatures. They, they make a whole lot of like support teams and things like that and little, well, like your, uh, like your Japanese spearmen, you know, that come nine or ten in right. a box. They've re-released a lot of those. Um, so those are so those are coming back. So that shows, I think, that they're starting to roll out of this a little bit. So that's kind of nice. Um, right. Little spoiler from Gamecraft Miniatures. We've got a, a new paint rack coming out for 26-millimeter uh Vallejo style, ammo style paint bottles. It's going to be a uh, a rotary carousel thing, based on the idea of we we make something called a brush carousel, and it rotates and it's got a ball bearing thing in the bottom like a lazy susan. Um, I took that idea and made it a little bit bigger and made it for paint bottles instead of paint brushes. And basically, what I come up with is a a rack that holds more paint than our existing tiered paint rack and takes up less desk space. So that's going to be kind of cool. And that'll be out in a few days, probably. I have it done. I have one made. I just need to make a video announcing it and showing how to put it together. And then I can put it up on the site. But nice. That's going to be kind of cool. And, uh, well, that's all for... You kept that little secret from me. I guess I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> been working on, working on that for a little while. It's just one of those things where it's sitting off in the corner and like, oh, I got to make a video to show how to make it. It's going to be really simple to assemble. And as a matter of fact, the bottom part, the, the Lazy Susan part, is coming pre-assembled. It's just from there you, you build up the pieces. It'll, it'll all make sense when you see nice. the video. So that'll be cool. Nice. I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a lot of the uh, what's new, and I mean we we can go back months and months because it's been a lot happened over the last year. But that's some of the more recent stuff I think that's coming coming out. Um, oh, shout out to uh, Corey, our friend. Uh, he's been he's been buying quite a lot of bolt action stuff. Oh my God! He's putting together that a, guy's got. <laughs> 
can't believe everything he's buying. But he's he's like but me. He fun. loves he loves the vehicles. It's like in you know, yep. we understand we won't get to use them all, or never more than one or two at a time, <laughs> but they're just so cool to have. <laughs> Yeah, that was my comment to him. I'm like, you know, the only cure for this is to buy more infantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Because you're out of control here. Or me and him are just going to have to play a game of tank wars someday so we can, you know, there you go. field 10 tanks on each side. We've uh, actually here at the house, we've been playing tank war in six millimeter. And it's really, really fun. It's going well. Yeah, yeah, we like it. Yeah, it's... I can't imagine playing it in 28 millimeter, actually. I mean, unless you had a really big table and you wanted just about maybe five tanks per side, then maybe it would work. But in six millimeter, man, we're fielding, you know, 15 or 20 tanks per side on a on a three by six table, and it's perfect. Nice. Yeah, it's been real fun. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Corey playing here pretty soon too. We're working out details right now on me coming out to his place on a weekend and giving him his first bolt action game. That'll be kind of fun. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So speaking of getting together with people and playing, that's sort of, I don't have any notes on this. It's just an idea, topic idea I came up with at the last minute. We should talk about what the hell is it like playing war games in the year of the plague. <laughs> It, it, it hasn't happened. The only person I've played war games with is my son, which is, you know, it's obviously a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but he and I, our, our tastes are different. Um, it it meets the need of wanting to play a war game. The the problem is, is that it's 40K-ish. Right. And that just is not, um, I'm not passionate about it. Let's say that. Right, right. I yeah. play it. It's fun. You know, I get to engage with my son. And we get to play a game and have fun and, and all of that, but ooh, that game. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's not the same when you can't play your game. Right. And yeah. just just the rules of the game and the the investment in forty K is just I just I, I try to discourage him from it, but he <laughs> loves the models. And they are gorgeous. Like they're yeah, they make very, very attractive miniatures, but it's yeah yeah i guess i've been pretty lucky here that i've got a, a real small group of guys that you know we all work alone or work at home or or both and you know so we don't get out in the public much and there's not much chance of catching the plague so we so we get together probably it's supposed to be every sunday but it's probably closer to two or three times a month but I mean that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah, I got no complaints there. Um, but other than that, just like thinking about all the conventions and stuff. That oh man, I miss that so much. Has have you heard anything about anything that's going to be happening or could potentially happen? Well, Orcon's next weekend. You know, virtual Orcon, <laughs> which. Oh. That's right. I don't participate in that nonsense. That's just that's just a bit of teasing there, you know, like, oh, you could be at a convention, but you're not. Um, how is that? Do you even know how they're working that? I, no, I don't. Um, I know that it's on um, on Discord, I think. 
So I think you just go on there and just like chat with people. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the point. So I don't, I haven't looked into it really. Um, yeah. But they're doing it and they're, you know, and they're trying to keep the community together and stuff like that. And that's awesome. And, you know, so when we do have a real convention again, we can be like, hey guys, you're ready, you know. And I know as far as the Los Angeles convention, they're, they're tentatively planning on the, the June convention which is uh gateway i no, not gateway game x yeah so they're planning a, they, they don't know for sure whether it's going to happen or not but they're they're acting as if it's going to so that's kind of cool and if they do man i'll be there I, i'll i don't care if i have to come in a hazmat suit i'm so i'd be fine with that i'd I'm, be fine with that i'm so ready <laughs> you know Come, come prepared. You know, come, yeah. come with your hazmat suit or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, I need, I need that social interaction. And you know, the the crazy thing is, is <laughs> I don't have many friends, and so <laughs> I don't see anybody. And yeah. So really, it's, it's my adult interaction is is uh, you know, outside of the outside of. Of home and work is not adult interaction. I'm, right. I'm the manager, so <laughs> I'm the only adult in the room. So. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't realize you know how much I missed the conventions. I mean, until they were gone, of course. But I mean, right. there were times where because I go for business, I would go to three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight conventions a year. You know, most of them out of town, and. At some point, it started to feel like work a little bit, <laughs> and then it was gone, and it was like, oh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> I just, I, I, I miss it so much. I, I can't wait until we're back at it, because I think those first first year or two that we are back, uh, I think the conventions are just going to go off. Oh, they are, yeah. They're just going to be insane. It's just going to be a lot of hugging and crying. <laughs> like <laughs> like we're, we're back from war. <laughs> right. And we survived. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think Gen Con is, is making noise about possibly going on this year. Um, mm. they, sent out a, they sent out an email for people that were registered last year that rolled over their ticket to this year asking a bunch of questions like, would you be okay with this? Would you be okay with that? Would you wear a mask? Would you blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Jim Connors. Yeah. But I, you know, that's one that I've just, I'm looking at going like, I don't even know how you do it. It's just, it's so many people, but if they can figure out a way to make it, you know, reasonably safe and pull it off, then good for them. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. That's going to be a lot of logistics there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, I mean, conventions and and wargaming during the plague. It's yeah, it's rough. It's like I said. I think I'm pretty lucky with the little group I have here that we play at my house. I mean, there's a lot of people. If you listen to podcasts, like we, you know, you and I both listen to a lot of. Uh, bolt action podcast and you hear a lot of people saying oh, i haven't had a game in six months you know right those people come next tournament season if that ever happens again they're going to be a little rusty <laughs> yeah 
And I so might, that'll be the time that I can pounce. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say then, then I might actually be ready. You know, I've been practicing. Right. <laughs> That's the only shot I've got. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole different thing when somebody says we're having a convention. Oh, that'll be that'll be heaven. That would be nice. Yeah. So the I don't know what else to say about. I mean. I just thought it was just something to talk about, but I mean, I think I think we all are experiencing exactly the same thing. The only thing that really helps, I think, is is the hobby time. You know, sitting down and making a new army or building some new kits or something that kind of keeps the interest up. But at some point, we all got to get together. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's like you know, building anything. And you never get to use it. That that yeah. <laughs> it's getting hard. It's getting hard. I've you know I've 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 actually started working more on my on my island uh, over the past probably month than I did in the months prior um, because I feel like you know we're going to be potentially back at this. You know I don't know when four six months hopefully. Yeah, maybe yeah. we can figure it out. And um, I'd like to be prepared. I'd like to, because I, I expect I'll be uh, I'll be hitting two or three, you know, at least at least two out of state conventions, and then obviously all the ones locally. Right, right. Because you know I, I have to. I, I just I have to get it out of my system and yep, and uh, <laughs> get rolling again. Spend spend some adult time playing with toys and rolling spend dice. Some adult time. Yep. Playing with toy soldiers. Adult time playing with toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, just uh, so true. something you may be interested in. The uh, Nashville convention, NashCon, is tentatively scheduled for August. Yep. So uh, we'll, that's, be, uh, we'll be talking that's about that. Definitely something you and I. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do that one together. That would be fun. But That would be a good time. Yeah, just anything. I had I had a wild idea last night. I thought, you know, one of these days I got to call up Chris and just ask him, like, hey, are you going to be around Saturday? I wanted to call you and have, like, a really long conversation. <laughs> and then if you said yes, I was just going to, like, jump on a fucking airplane and just show up at your house. <laughs> Say, hi. Oh, God, that would be classic. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Soon enough, soon enough. I'm just, yeah, we'll get there. I'm just ready we'll to be there. somewhere else. I mean, I I moved to this beautiful state a year and four months ago or whatever, and then we went straight into Christmas rush and then straight into lockdown. It's like, I don't I don't feel like I've lived here yet. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I haven't been thing. able to experience the, 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 the culture of, of everybody out there and yeah. the conventions and the gaming scene and all yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, we get out and we, you know, take the dogs for walks. We take the kayaks out and do that, you know, so we've done some things and we've seen some really beautiful places here, but yeah, it's the, the social interaction and go, going to a game store and sitting down with a bunch of people and learning a new game and that kind of stuff. Just, I mean, it can happen, but it just kind of doesn't, you know, it's, right. just, it's just a weird and, and to weird get time. to see your local game stores, you know, yeah. see see what what their interests are, and damn, even potentially be able to support them. Exactly. Yeah, we had one you know? we had one game store here in town open up right at the beginning of the 
fucking plague, and uh, it it, oh. it didn't make it. It's really sad. Yeah. But a few a few of them are hanging on, so yeah, it'll all be over someday. 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 Anyways, <laughs> I think uh, I think we beat this to death. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add, talk about, anything not on the agenda? Um, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, was looking at, because um, I don't really want to end on talking about the horribleness <laughs> that is COVID. Yeah. Um, but you you'd sent out a text to, I think it was Corey, uh, Michael, and I about um, mission models. Uh-huh. And... Have you played with them? Because I know you're stocking them now. Have you played with them? Are they, are they good? Are they, you know, I mean, because I'm I'm in love with Vallejo. Um, are they at least that quality? Yes, they're they're really high quality paints, really high quality pigments, very fine pigments. Um, but I'm going to be honest, they're a little tricky to work with. They're um, it's is a learning curve. Let's put it that way. And once you once you master them, they're amazing. Um, but they do take a little getting used to it. It's, 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 a, it's a mixing the paint with a certain amount of thinner and a certain amount of this uh, additive they call poly. It's a polycarbonate, not polycarbonate. I don't know what it is, the, the long name, but they just call it poly. You put a couple of drops in that, and what that is, that's like a little extra binder that hardens the paint. If you spray the paint without that, you can actually wash it off to some degree, not completely, but I mean, you can, you, if you had a toothbrush with water on it and you scratched your model, some paint would actually come off unless you use that, that poly thing. Um, so it's, it's something new to get used to. I've, uh, I've used it on a couple of models and I didn't use the poly thing, but instead I did a, a clear varnish over and had good results. So, yeah, it's 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 a high it's a high quality paint. I mean, they call it premium hobby paint, and I think that's accurate. It's really good stuff, and a lot of really interesting colors and and very precise military colors. Um, but it is it is a new thing to learn. It's a new way of painting and a new way of mixing. But uh, once once you get it, I mean, a lot of high end scale model builders you know, building 35th scale armor and things like that and airplane models. They love it. So, hmm. you know, it's so a I bit... assume you get more, you get more out of the bottle because you're, you have to mix it. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it's, it's not a lot more because like the, the poly, it, it's a couple of drops per 10 drops. It's like a t- 10% ratio. I, I believe, I don't remember. Gotcha. It's not a lot because the stuff comes out of the bottle pretty thin already. And really, really, okay. really fine pigment. So it airbrushes beautifully um, because of the, the pigment size is so small. And I've done some brush painting with it, and it takes a couple of coats. It's, it's like brush painting with pre-thinned paints, like airbrush paints, which gotcha. gets you a great result, which, but, but not in one coat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I was just going to say that saves a lot of detail. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're inclined to try it, you know, get a bottle or two and try it. And if you love it, you're going to love it. And if you don't, you don't, you know. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm kind of on the fence with it. You know, the, the results I've gotten are really good, but it is, it is a different way of working. So, uh, yeah. So with the, 
and I, maybe this is a question off off the you know off the podcast, but maybe others are asking if if I took the whole bottle and measured it and then added the poly into all of it into a, another bottle. I think it would. I think I think it would harden. It's okay. it's it's kind of it's kind of a catalyst in a way. I think, I think. Okay. I mean, it might be worth a, a a smaller experiment than a whole bottle, but uh, right. but I I, I I think it would I think it would harden up on you, or it would get jelly or something. I don't. It just okay. seems like something would happen. <laughs> okay. Because it is it's it's yep. all it's almost like a catalyzer in a way. That makes sense. So yeah, I can't. I can't like enthusiastically recommend it because it's so different from anything. But like I right. said, the people that love it really, really love it. So, you know, take that. Yeah, and I think the challenge for me is, is I don't sit down and go, okay, I've got five hours to hobby. You know, I'm, I'm burning a 40 minute, you know, I've, I've got 40 minutes. Let me mix, you know, two drops and some thinner and go to work on something, you know, whether it's one layer or, or one part of a model or something. And then I got to get up and right. move on to something else in real life. So I think with that hardener, it would, it would slow me down. I wouldn't get as much hobby time. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning for sure. I mean, until you, you know, yeah. get a system going and you learn it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, may, it might, might not be for you. It might not be for a lot of people. Um, but the, like I said, the people that love it really love it. Nice. So there you go. And and we've got it. We got a lot of it. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're yeah. Probably, I'm good. We're probably done with this. Um, I'll say it like I say every time. We should try to do this more often. And <laughs> we'll see what happens. What we really should do is is just start recording our phone calls uh -huh. and then just edit them into a a podcast. <laughs> Ed, edit out all the all the nasty bits yeah right and just make a podcast out of it you can talk about gaming and hobby and yeah that's all, that's all we talk I about i ask a ton of questions about material yeah so it's all good all right brother i'll uh well, thanks man it was good talking to you you too man we'll uh knock this off here and i'll tell everybody until next time keep on gaming <laughs>